Hey everyone, welcome to Reformed Podmatics, hosted by the pastors of Almond Valley Christian Reformed Church in Ripon, California. It's Pastor Mark Van Dyke and Pastor Zach Dewey, and this podcast exists to promote the vibrant, biblical, and historically informed face of Reformed theology, both in our context and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Reformed Podmatics. This is episode 48. I am Pastor Zach. And I'm Pastor Mark. And before we get started, I'll just ask Mark, how have you been doing lately? How how has life been Yeah, it's uh, since well, vacation? Yeah, we've, we're back from vacation, <laughs> so that's uh, kind of a good thing in a lot of ways. It feels good to get back into normal routines, and particularly I've been noticing it hmm. feels good to be have COVID a little bit more in the rear view mirror in terms of going out to do things with friends and doing things in church. And so generally I'm encouraged because (laughs) it just feels good to return to some normalcy in life in that regard. Um, We're kind of ramping up and getting ready for school as a family, which we will have a middle Mm -hmm. school student this year, which is different. Um, And so maybe for our listeners who aren't around here, I have four children. our, our daughter is going into sixth grade, and then we'll have the other three will we'll all be in school this year. So a, a pre-K son, a first grader, and a third grader. So That's pretty inc- incredible to think about. Yeah. I, I've been here as long as your youngest has been alive, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. He was born a few months before I got here, and <laughs> so it's it's just crazy to see them all growing up. And yeah. now to have your oldest be in the youth group this year, that'll be really exciting. And I've, in fact, we have our first little gathering tonight for yeah. the middle schoolers. Oh so. man, we hear about it a lot. We <laughs> are very excited for that. So how yeah. are you? I'm I'm pretty good too. It's <laughs> been a good week um, getting back in the saddle. And uh, yeah, it was really refreshing getting to have vacation. Very thankful for a church that allows allows me to do that and allows us to do that encourages uh, us even to do that i think yeah, yeah it was it was huge and yeah last week i got to have good time with a friend i think we both did with a missionary that we, our church yeah. supports um got to spend some time with him and then had a little get together with some some close friends this last weekend to celebrate my wife and i our, my wife and my birthday hers was a few weeks ago mine's a few weeks from now so mm. we sort of cool. had a little birthday thing uh with a few close friends this last weekend and that was a lot of fun and yeah just getting geared back up now for for yeah school starting that's when ministries start so we'll be getting things up and off the ground here pretty soon so the sort of lull for me i experience as a youth pastor things are getting a little bit slower in terms of Hmm. explicit youth ministry sure um that will be changing and going back to our sort of normal routine here pretty soon. But anyways, today <laughs> we are going to be talking about, as you can see on the title of the podcast, talking about giving faithful feedback to, particularly to leaders. We as pastors hear a good bit of feedback. I'm sure Mark hears much more than I do. Uh, and so we just wanted to go into how to best go about encouraging your la- your leaders, offering uh, critiques, um, offering your thoughts, uh, and trying to, to help your church. And so we know that there are many people in our world today, many Christians in churches, who something doesn't sit right with them. We've, yeah. we've all probably been there in churches where we've been faithful men- members for years, 
and you know we may see things going in a direction that we aren't so sure about we may hear things from the pulpit or just around church uh, from our leaders that maybe we disagree with uh, and so we want to offer some ways for people to try to try to helpfully uh, encourage or criticize their pastors in a way that will be best not only for their pastors mm-hmm. but really for their churches and for the kingdom of God uh, much more broadly um, and so yeah, I think one one thing that comes to mind as I think about this is how do we not be the Karens on Yelp who, <laughs> uh, and no offense to anybody named Karen if you're listening, but just give the one star review. Yeah, all the you've time, seen Yelp. the people on Yelp. We've all seen it. Bailey and I were were laughing a few weeks ago. We were on vacation, or we weren't on vacation. We were it was a day off, and so we were at the coast for the day, and hmm. we went to one restaurant we thought was nice, and we had looked it up on Yelp. However, and there was a scathing review of this <laughs> restaurant and it was horrendously uh, bad and it was really, really funny just how bad this review was because it was just a smear report and yeah. we, we clicked this person's Yelp and all of their reviews were one stars. So how do we not become that person? How do we encourage? How do we, when we do criticize, how do we do so in a helpful way that will bring uh, healthiness and holiness and mm. Uh, productivity uh, to our church. Yeah, um, we could think of a a uh, hypothetical scenario that might help people get in the mindset of where we're coming from today. Hmm. Uh, imagine um, you're a member of a church and you notice that um, the the pastor has not preached from the Old Testament for more than a year. Hmm. Um, so something like that. Yeah, uh, it's it's not. There's no, there isn't heresy coming from the front of, of you know, from the pulpit on a Sunday, but um, in recognizing that, you realize that yeah, there, we could we have some room for improvement here, and uh, that that would be a valuable criticism to offer mm-hmm. if if the church hasn't heard from the Old Testament for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how would you go about? Uh, dealing with this issue. Um, yeah. I, I, the reason that I think that's a good example is it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, um, that's a good but point. yet at the same time, it's an important thing that would matter for the building up of the faith of the church. And so that that's the kind of scenario hmm. that we're talking about here. We're not really referring to, um, you know, the pastor spouts heresy. I, I was once at a church where the pastor said, this is while I was on vacation, the pastor said, um, it was Ascension Sunday, and and he said, um, "Well, we all know that Jesus that this is just a fable from uh, the uh, the God, the Book of Acts, and Jesus actually died, and he, there's a tomb somewhere with Jesus' body in it, and he didn't really ascend to heaven. I mean, we all know that that's just a fable from, <laughs> and, and so obviously that's a heretical teaching. This person really isn't even a Christian if you believe that." Um, this is we're we're not talking about that scenario in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is really, and, and it's not even a gray area either that we're talking about either. Like w- we want to say that there are going to be important things that sometimes pastors get wrong, mm-hmm. and so how would you yeah. go about talking about it with your pastor? That's the main idea. Yeah, maybe somebody listening to this might think, "Are Zach and Mark just trying to say things to help people?" be nicer to them. <laughs> uh, and I, I think, Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't think that that's our, our argument at all. No. And, and I think in, in our 
context here at Ammon Valley, we really, we do want to hear faithful mm. feedback. And that will not always be positive feedback. Sometimes mm-hmm. that, will, that will be negative feedback. But if there's true wise feedback that's that's going to be on offer to us, we want to hear that. Um, and so one verse that sticks out to, to me as I was thinking about all of this is from Proverbs 27, verse 6, where it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Mm. Uh, sometimes our friend's words will wound us and how much more true is that for for those in leadership positions not just pastors but those who maybe uh, serve on councils for different churches uh, they will hear things that will maybe wound them but those can be faithful things and so we we want to be uh, encouraged but we also yeah we want to be um, to be helped when somebody sees what we're doing as being unfruitful or as um yeah, just not as good as it could not be. as yeah we yeah. want we want our we want our church to be served well and yeah. so and we want other pastors to to be encouraged or criticized properly in ways that are that are helpful and so we, we hope that this mm. serves in some small way to uh to work towards that end towards the the benefit of the broader christian church uh, as one one big point for me is that the the faithful the the lay the faithful layperson can give such profound mm. wisdom and and thoughtful uh, criticisms or encouragements that we need to be alert to listen to as leaders uh, and so we want to encourage any layperson listening to think well I'm just little old me mm. I have nothing really productive to say I have mm. my thoughts but I'm just going to keep it to myself. To, to that person, I would say, don't don't keep it to yourself. Um, be thoughtful. Really consider and weigh your words and your intentions. But but do realize that what you have to say can be very helpful and necessary for the life of the of the Christian church. Yeah, the Lord could put something in a person's mind for the precise reason of it being shared with the person that it concerns, and often that is the case. So. Yeah. I really like the proverb, faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. That's Again, it's Proverbs 27, verse 6, because it's challenging to the friend um, that you would have courage to talk about yeah. something that's important and that you would even have the courage to, in some ways, wound the friend who is erring in some way, isn't, isn't fulfilling their potential, um, is gone off track with perhaps not even realizing it. Hmm. So it's a challenge to the friend who is offering the criticism to be helpful in hmm. their feedback, to, to be helpful in their criticism. Um, but it's also challenging to the person receiving the feedback. That's really the main yeah. um, application, I would say, of the proverb would be receive this constructive criticism as a gift to you, to hmm. yourself. and. It's hard. I recognize that it, it's hard whenever any of us is criticized, um, but hopefully, uh, every person who would be listening to this podcast would recognize you are not perfect, and so therefore, it would be a good thing for somebody to point out an area of your life, especially if scripture is used, um, that can change, can improve, needs to be transformed by the working of the Spirit in some way. Yeah, that's an interesting point that you make that I hadn't even thought about. Uh, the first point you were making about how this is a challenge to a friend. You you may want to think as you read this verse, how do I not become an enemy? 
mm-hmm. if I just kiss up to this person, mm-hmm. um, or if I don't tell them the truth that they so desperately need to hear, you're functionally living as an enemy. Yeah. Um, Withholding a blessing from that person. There was an a, a interesting lesson from the, the, the Mars Hill documentary podcast that's out right now by Christianity Today of a leader who apologized to Mark Driscoll for saying, I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't a good friend to you because I didn't, I saw things that were going mm. wrong and I didn't speak the truth to you. Mm. Um, that was a interesting lesson, lesson to hear. Um, I think that, that was a, a good apology. Now I don't think it was well received, but <laughs> you can go and listen and listen to that podcast yep. and make of it what you will. Yeah, the rise and fall uh, of Mars Hill is the name of the podcast. Yeah, and it's so that was an that was an interesting thing that he he confessed that, and I yeah. so I think okay. Well, it happens in relationship. That, I think yeah. that's key to the proverb as well, and that's yeah. that's really the point that I would the main point that is that a great I, point. I would want a, somebody to take away from this podcast is that feedback whether it is encouragement or constructive criticism happens in relationship what has happened in our national dialogue and a lot of things that happen in the church as well is that feedback only has to do with issues Hmm. and um, the relational nature of encouragement or criticism is is often neglected and only people just become sort of an avatar of an issue and yes. when that happens in, in the church, it can be really destructive. When somebody would say, oh, to use the Old Testament example again, pastor hasn't preached from the Old Testament for a year, and therefore you know, he's bad, or um, this issue really matters to me, and, and all of the history of this pastor perhaps being a very good pastor is forgotten, is out the window, mm-hmm. and this issue is now all that matters to me, and that attitude will um will definitely infuse the conversation that would happen Hmm. when when the constructive criticism is offered however when when a relationship is considered faithful are the wounds of a friend um hopefully Hmm. there there's a friendship to be spoken of there's a um, fellowship that that is happening in the church when when the conversation is in that context it can just be so much more fruitful so much healthier Hmm. Um, and, and to me, that's the main takeaway from this entire podcast is going to be evaluate your relationship with the person that yeah. you are struggling with. Um, if it's some random person, then you should probably hold your your views maybe a little bit loosely because you don't know all the reasons why they would be doing something a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's a close friendship, then I, I do think there, there's a lot of room for really honest dialogue. Um or if, if it's somebody's calling to say as an elder, it's it's your calling to offer feedback, whether that's encouraging or constructive. Um, the relationship is kind yeah. of set between elder and pastor, and um, that's a that's a pretty. Uh, hopefully, it's a healthy space to to offer feedback in uh, a council meeting or an elders meeting, um, and that can really help the person receive the feedback, and it can help the person who's offering that that criticism to know. This is being done out of love, hopefully, and being mm-hmm. done out of my calling, and not just reactionary. Yeah, so before we get into the, the specifics of the how to give good feedback or how to not give feedback, um, what, what would be some other passages from Scripture that might guide our thinking? Yeah, well, the main one that you would probably hear is, is that Ephesians 4, 
15 and 16, um, where we're called to speak the truth in love. We're called to grow up in every way in him who is the head that is Christ. And of course, speaking the truth in love is, um, it's the biblical mandate. It's, I think that's been abused a lot in the last 10 or 15 years. Often when I hear people say, speak the truth in love, really what they mean is be softer on the truth in favor of love. Mm-hmm. And so, um, to get back to the actual meaning of the text is to say we need to grow up and just as a child needs to grow up and hear the truth about some mistakes that they've made in a loving way from a parent, um, we all need that kind of communication in our lives. And so it will hopefully be truthful and loving. And it's not as though those are opposite poles of, of the conversation. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be the truth moment and the love <laughs> moment. No, mm-hmm. hopefully there is love saturating every um, nugget of truth in, in a conversation, whether that's encouraging or criticism. Yeah, we might be able to say that what we see now is people speaking love in truth. Yeah. Um, and they truthfully love and they speak that love, but they don't speak the truth in love. What, what this calls us to do is uh, it gives us a direction and it tells us how to do it. It calls us to speak truth. Mm-hmm. So we need to, that's what we need to do, and it qualifies that by saying that we need to do that in love. Uh, and those are both, you can't have one without the other. Uh, those are both a part of the, mm. the same package. And so when it comes to giving criticism, this, this passage is talking about not just offering feedback to your pastor, but it's talking about just Christians being honest with each other. Life in the church. Yeah. Give it, being candid with one another. Yeah. Uh, but also doing doing so with love, mm. and that's how the church is going to grow up. Um, and so, one small application of this would be then how we uh, approach our leaders and mm-hmm. and tell them our, our thoughts. Um, and so that's that's a that's probably the the main text in all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking truth and love that should be on the forefront of our minds as we think about. Our leaders. Another passage that came to mind for me is First Timothy five verse eleven, uh, where Paul writes, "Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing." Um, and so, actually, I think that's First Thessalonians. Excuse me. Um, and but it, whatever case, uh, the the the, the uh, intention is clear: encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. Um, now, interestingly, in First Thessalonians, the idea of encouragement is not so much just telling people what you like about them, yeah. um, or telling them that they they said the right things or that they have a good gift. Although that I think that is included, but it's also just reminding them of the truth. Mm. And in the usage of First Thessalonians, Paul is saying, "Encourage each other with these words." He says that in chapter four, uh, after a, a long exposition on. Uh, the return of Christ and how how Christ mm-hmm. will come, mm-hmm. and so the idea that Christ is coming is to be encouraging. So we are to encourage each other with faithful truth, faithful yeah. doctrine, faithful uh, teachings on Scripture, and so that is one way in which we can also be encouraged by our pastors when they preach the truth from the pulpit. We are to be encouraged. We should walk away feeling incur- encouraged. Yeah, that's a great place to start. Instead of just focusing on the negative side of feedback. I think the default in the church, in a healthy church where the gospel is being preached and people are living in unity and love for one another, there should be 
encouragement all the time, like constant encouragement in those places. Um, hmm. As we were getting ready for this podcast, I was mentioning to Zach, I think, I think a lot of people fail to recognize the command to encourage in the Bible. Hmm. Um, often it's the case that we think of God's law as some a list of don'ts, and you know, there's the general command, love one another, um, love your neighbor as yourself, and that's kind of fuzzy, and we don't understand exactly what that means. But really, to be a biblical church is to not preach heresy and to not um, uh, do, you know, uh, sexual immorality and greed and all those things. To to not do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the gospel is there too. And so we talk about Jesus died for our sins, and Jesus rose from the dead. He's going to return someday to make everything new. All that's the gospel, but. There's this constant command in particularly Paul's letters to encourage. Hmm. And so I think there are a lot of quote unquote biblical churches that really pride themselves on following God's law that are hmm. not very encouraging places. Yeah. Where people withhold encouragement. And so uh, I, I think that that is so important. And, and that, um, if that is happening, if there's a lot of encouragement in a church, it will actually be a place where constructive criticism will be mm. far more effective and productive um, yeah. because then people will know that there's love there. And yeah. so the criticism is coming from a place of love because this person is normally um, really helpful, uh, mm. very meek in their attitude. They're free with their praise towards uh, the pastor or a ministry leader, you know, somebody who's teaching a class mm. or an elder or just another church member. And so it must be really important that they mm. would feel the need to come to me and talk about how I haven't preached from the Old Testament or something. That hasn't happened for me. I just think it's a general example. Um, And so encouragement is absolutely the default in a church where there is gospel proclamation and love. Yeah, going back to our Yelp reviews example, if somebody gives five-star reviews for everything and they're really thoughtful reviews and then all of a sudden they give a one- or two-star review, that's going to stand out. You're going to really think that there's probably something wrong with this restaurant or this coffee shop or whatever it may be. Uh, and so when there is a sort of, when there's an environment of encouragement, yeah, it also I think it increases trust. And so when there is criticism to be offered, uh, it's, it's trusted as a, as wounds from a friend. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really helpful. Uh, I can remember years and years ago, I was serving at a summer camp for a week, uh, doing all of the uh, recreation and games. So that was that was all um, something I had planned out. It was me and a team of two others. So it wasn't just myself. Uh, but we spent weeks leading up to this planning out all the games. And whenever the games would go smoothly and well, it would be dead silence. <laughs> yeah. Nobody would recognize our existence, <laughs> which was fine. But then whenever there would be a issue with one of the games, which happened I think once or twice, uh, things just didn't go as smooth, smoothly as they could have gone. We got ripped into at the leader meetings, and mm. we had counselors very upset with us for not planning something the right way. Um, and I just remember feeling very, very discouraged, yeah. um, very put down, and very un- unappreciated. And then there was one leader who came up to me who was, uh, he wasn't a counselor, he was one of the leaders of the whole camp, and he said, Zach, you've been doing a really, really good job. Mm. Don't let the... And he didn't even know how I was feeling. He just knew hmm. all I'd ever gotten that week was just discouraging words um, and and criticism. And so he knew 
all you ever get in this position is is a negative statement. So don't let that get to you. Mm. It's a very thankless position. Uh, but where there, where there was, if there had been a, a, an environment of encouragement, I think that that would have been much more, uh, much better received by me yeah. uh, than it than it was. Well, and and two things come to mind in response to that story. Firstly, uh, we recognize that uh, we here at Almond Valley are encouraged very often, <laughs> and so yeah. uh, th- this. Oh, yeah. uh, this podcast is not certainly not being done <laughs> passive aggressively to try to correct some, uh, you know, a bunch of people for only offering criticism. But, uh, I, I think, uh, we, we do want to set, make that really clear that we, we do <laughs> receive a lot of encouragement here. Um, but hopefully that's uh, sort of the second thing that comes to mind is, um, yeah, at, at times we all need correction in this regard. We can be critical, without being encouraging. And, and again, it is the command of Scripture to encourage, um, and not to sound self-serving, but there is a particular command in the New Testament to encourage leaders, um, to, to uh, remind uh, those who are tasked with preaching the gospel, uh, teaching God's word um, of their call, and when it's being done well, to thank them and praise them for that, hmm. is... Um, is a uh, is is it an important instruction from particularly uh, the New Testament? So, so that's there. It's yeah. it's not just it would be nice if it is happening, but it's a command of of God to encourage uh, people in general and particularly leaders. Yeah, I I would I want to second that about being encouraged. I yeah. think we are encouraged a lot. I know whenever I've preached in particular, I will receive lots of of encouraging feedback. Uh, but let's dive into some specifics, maybe some how-tos, yep. and we can start perhaps with how to not give feedback yeah. uh, or reasons maybe to not give feedback. Yeah, well, one of the big ones that stands out right away is to that people would evaluate whether something was good or not based on more preferential things instead of biblical standards. Hmm. Um, and so I, I think particularly yeah. of political matters in this climate that we live in where uh, a statement would be interpreted as um, you know uh, uh, more of a politically conservative type of thing to say and then somebody would automatically think oh that that was good that mm-hmm. the pastor said that or it was bad or it was bad because it seemed like pastor was yeah. kind of criticizing President Trump a little bit in that one and I didn't really like that because there's this really thick filter mm-hmm. of sort of the the political mindset that people bring into listening to a sermon or, or a worship service in general. And so hopefully uh, people can be careful about their filters in giving mm-hmm. feedback. Um, is the reason that a sermon seemed really impactful that it, it kind of tickled your ears in the, right. um, the political sense? Um, or did the pastor actually bring out some truth from scripture that was really insightful and helpful for understanding the nature of God or the Christian life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've noticed this in myself when I'll hear a good sermon. Sometimes I'll hear something that you say, Mark, and I think, yes, that's exactly what I, what mm. I would have said. That's, that's so good. And I think that's a good sermon. And I realize it was a good sermon, but part of the reason I think it was such a good sermon is just because it, it, Affirm, you, you it, it said, agreed. Yeah, yep. it, it agreed with what I, I wanted to 
wanted to say or what I believed about mm. something. Mm. And I realized that's sort of my hobby horse. And you just said something that affirmed my hobby horse a little bit. And I have to sort of keep that in check. And so, yeah, don't just encourage a pastor for a sermon that you liked because it just said something that, that you liked. Uh, remember that it's not just about your little hobby horse. We, we wanted to hear the gospel. And if the gospel is faithfully being, being preached and people are, are being encouraged by the truth, uh, then that is where you should give positive feedback. But don't just give positive feedback because something you said um, or something they said really resonated with you mm. sort of for the wrong reasons. Uh, this has happened to me when I've preached uh, uh, in the past. I'll, I'll hear something from someone and, and I sort of wonder, maybe I'm being a little bit too suspicious, but I'll <laughs> sort of wonder if what they're saying, what their encouragement is, is sort of motivated by me just sort of uh, affirming what they what they were into or what they already thought. Um, mm. And so you know that a sermon is a really good sermon when it sort of knocks your idol and you still, you still you feel the sting of it and you feel drawn towards repentance and towards God. That, 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 that would be a good yeah. thing. And so if you, yeah. if you're a politically conservative theologically, and you hear something yeah. that is about the poor and caring for the poor, maybe that should, uh, mm. that, that should cause you to think, um, yeah. uh, and, and vice versa. If you're politically a little bit more progressive and you hear something, uh, sexual ethics about sexual ethics. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it stirs you and makes you think, uh, th- that might actually be a, a reason to go and encourage your pastor. Um, so we have to think about those sort of idols or hobby horses well, or soapboxes. <laughs> and that's a big one because I think in that scenario where somebody uh, feels like, well, that just agreed with me, and so I'm going to go encourage the pastor, then encouragement becomes actually a little bit more about control than yeah. the gift that it should be. So yeah. um, encouragement is, is is meant to be a gift. I'm, I'm going to give this gift to you that uh, of, of words of, affirmation and and it isn't that hmm. when it becomes i agreed with you and the encouragement can kind of have a string attached and i would appreciate it if you would do more of that mm-hmm. um i mm-hmm. will occasionally get feedback that would seem more like that like we hmm. need to hear more about protecting our freedoms or something like that i don't can't think of an yeah. exact scenario where i've heard that feedback but that kind of thing of uh yeah, pastor, you were really hitting on the things that I I care about. And to be honest, sometimes I walk away thinking, maybe you should care less about that Mm -hmm. than this other part of the sermon that that was probably more important. Maybe the the ultimate example of that, which I've actually told in our church, is I once preached at a a funeral. Um, It was from somebody in our church, and Funerals will bring people from all different churches um, because they have cousins in the Bay Area and uh, you know Michigan, and they come from all over the place to to celebrate this person's life. And after the service, somebody was encouraging me and saying, "You know, Pastor, that that was really good. The whole thing was great. And you know what was especially great is that you are wearing a tie, <laughs> and our pastor never wears a tie. Mm-hmm. And so I thought." Well, that's actually extremely discouraging to me that that's actually what you care about now coming away from this service. And really it was not encouragement for me, but it was a slam on their pastor. Hmm. And it was kind of 
meant to control me that I would continue to do that thing that they want me to do. Yeah. So um, I would say that's a, a sounds like a silly example, but um, I think that there are probably countless it's other ways that this is manifest. Sort of maybe a harsh word, but it's almost like manipulative encouragement. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to encourage you in order to sort of make you go my direction. So there's a there's a motive uh, under the surface of, of the encouragement. So check your motives and your encouragements. Uh, and I, I would have to confess, it felt good to receive that. In, mm-hmm. the, in the moment, I thought, yeah, I am better than that pastor who doesn't wear a tie. Yeah. Like, and so it's so sinful and and shameful that I would actually agree with that for a, for a moment. But then I, I found myself thinking, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. This yeah. person is not spiritually healthy. Hmm. Hmm. And to come out of the celebration of this person's life and to have that as the way to encourage the pastor means I, I need to really check my enjoyment of hmm. this person's encouragement of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Another one I might add to the list of how not to give feedback uh, would would be be sensitive about being overly encouraging or almost uh, empathetic uh, hmm. to a, to a pastor um, who who has just preached. Sometimes we may notice that a sermon just wasn't wasn't the best sermon of all time, <laughs> uh, and so some people might think, "Oh, I really want to." help this person who may feel a little bit down. So I want to pump them up and just tell them, tell them good things. I guess the, my, my word of wisdom here would again, be truthful, speak the truth in love. And so Hmm. sometimes no, no encouragement at all might even (laughs) be the best. Uh, So think through, Hmm. think, think that through because the encouragement may be perceived as being almost sort of fake a little bit. Um, more like flattery yeah or like flattery uh, which has good intentions of trying to you know help somebody stay up and not get too down on themselves and that's that's good Um, but if you're going to give encouragement be truthful in your encouragement be thoughtful Um, think through what your encouragement will be and if if a quick little statement uh, at the end of the service won't suffice for explaining yourself (laughs) write a letter, write it, write yeah. an email or drop a note, uh, by your pastor's office or something, uh, to sort of explain what you thought. I, I've gotten, uh, letters like this before, uh, after preaching and, uh, there was a little bit of con- encouragement mixed with some, some criticism and it was humbly offered, I think. And so it really made me consider hmm. what the issue was and, uh, I didn't see it as something rude. I thought it was something. It was discreet, uh, which was 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 also an added bonus. Um, Another bonus to that would think, be that it came later, and yeah. it wasn't just in the moment. Yeah. I think that's really important too. Yeah, sort of removed from the yeah. situation. It yeah. was a couple days later that I got it. Yeah, I could sort of take a step back, and mm-hmm. I wasn't upset by it. Part of me was a little discouraged, as it often is, to hear any <laughs> sort of criticism. But I realized that it was done for for good reasons and yeah i i think i've received it well and just kept moving forward uh, so that would be something i would i would say i think we've we've hit on some of the other things just don't don't give feedback for, for trying to turn somebody to your cause or to yeah. your agenda um, but, so how might we positively give feedback then how might we 
give good good thoughts to our pastors or to our leaders, really to anyone. This isn't just principles for church, for lay lay people to give to their to their ordained ministers, but this could be in your jobs, with your friends, and so mm-hmm. on. How do we give good feedback to people? I think it's the feedback that I most value is specific. I yeah. think that that is um, the more specific yeah. some feedback can be, the more encouraging it is and it helps me to know uh, you know where things went well and like Mm -hmm. so this this past sunday i received some very specific positive feedback about how i explained um the relationship of the fig tree that jesus cursed to the temple and the cleansing of the temple and some people just said you know i had often been confused about that fig tree what is that all about <laughs> and now i'll never be confused about that story anymore yeah. because there it is right there for me to see on the hmm. page of scripture and so that was so much more encouraging to me than just nice sermon pastor mm-hmm. or that was helpful mm-hmm. now nice sermon pastor is is fine too and yeah. and i really appreciate the general feedback but um i would guess that's similar to the criticism that you received um, as well as if somebody is pretty precise, then you think, yeah, that's something I can work on. That's mm-hmm. something that I can do differently. Yeah, yeah, that's something I was thinking. As I was thinking through this whole episode, I was thinking specifics really help. Yeah, because then you know you can pinpoint what their criticism is, and often when people give specifics, they will also give specifics of things that they appreciated from yep. the sermon. Yeah. So in that way, their criticism is balanced. They're not just trying to bring you down. They're not just trying to attack you or to rip your your sermon up but they are saying hey there's a certain issue that I thought could have could have been better yeah um i appreciated much of it i liked what you had to say here and here uh, but on this point or in this thing that you said or did in the sermon it wasn't as helpful or as fruitful as it could have been yeah um, and a- along with that i think uh, maybe number two for how to give good feedback would be to approach it with a deferential spirit, a hmm. meek spirit, a spirit of trying to be helpful instead of a spirit of yeah. judgmentalism. So uh, thinking again of the Old Testament example, pastor hasn't preached the Old Testament for a year or two or however long, um, it, it would be really unhelpful for somebody to approach it and say, Pastor, what's the matter with you? We never hear the Old Testament anymore. This church is, you, you know, you like to include in that all kinds of speculations yeah, and yeah. judgments and how, uh, well, I guess pastor doesn't care about the word anymore. You know, um, I've heard things like that mm-hmm. about actually things that are far more minor than preaching from the Old Testament, um, that people have all kinds of speculations. And really the speculations are based on pride. Like, I know what's really happening here mm-hmm. behind the scenes, and I've, I've found you out. That's the opposite of the deferential spirit where somebody could approach the pastor and say, hey, pastor, I don't know if, if you've noticed, but uh, I just kind of noticed the other day we haven't heard from the Old Testament as much lately, and maybe that's just an oversight that is something that uh, we've gotten really into some longer series on the mm-hmm. New Testament, and so... Uh, Maybe you guys just didn't realize, but I just noticed that we haven't heard from the Old Testament and so wanted to bring that to your attention. Yeah. It's a totally different um, mood. And honestly, you know which sure. one is a lot more likely to be effective criticism is the one that is more deferential and meek. Yeah, I think 
a, a twin principle to go along with that would be having respect for your leaders. Yeah. So being humble yourself, but having a respect because maybe so to use this example, uh, uh, which is a good example of your pastor having not preached the Old Testament for a year or two, maybe your pastor has a good reason <laughs> for doing that. Yeah. Um, maybe your church is working its way through a long series on the epistle to the Romans uh, or, or maybe there's a particular need that your pastor feels like needs to be addressed and will be best addressed by using a certain book of scripture to, to preach through. Um, and so your pastor probably isn't doing so unthoughtfully. Maybe they've, they've yeah. overlooked it, uh, but they might have a good reason why they haven't. And so to humbly express your complaint um, or criticism, whatever we want to call it. Uh, but realize that maybe there's a good reason that I don't know that I'm not privy to. Um, <laughs> and so realizing that our, my pastor is, is a mature Christian. He's a thoughtful Christian. He is a trained pastor. He, he, he knows theology. He knows, uh, how to study scripture and to, to teach it to, to me, I should at least respect him for those sorts of things. Uh, and so having that respect for your pastor also, I think, uh, helps them to see that you're not just, again, trying to, to tear them down. Yeah. The, there's, we often talk about the double ditch. The one ditch is to say, I could rip my pastor apart for anything because really I know better. Hmm. Um, that yeah. is far more prevalent in the Christian Reformed Church than it should be. Yes. Um, there's a low view of pastoral authority i would say at this yeah. point and that's that's actually quite historic that uh people would be critical of the pastor on the other side mm-hmm. the other ditch would be i could never criticize the pastor because yeah. he's the holy man he's the prophet <laughs> he's the priestly person who just knows so much more than me that i could never remind him that <laughs> we haven't heard from the old testament mm-hmm. in a year or you know whatever else issue there could be um those are the two ditches that we want to avoid. Amen. We, we want to be Amen. in relationship with each other. And so both ditches will be obstacles of healthy relationship. Either the mm-hmm. hypercritical, pharisaical attitude, that is forgetting there's a relationship here. Yeah. And this isn't just about me getting things the way that I want, but there's a, a minister who is thinking through these things a lot more than I realize probably. And so I should approach even an issue that I see, and it might be a real issue that would be legitimate, with the spirit of um, restoration and, and deference. Um, yeah. And on the other side, there's no real relationship if the person is just the, the prophet mm-hmm. who speaks utterances from God to me. Yeah, that's um, a great point. And, and so I, I think in both cases, if you maintain the relational aspect of pastor congregant um interactions you're probably going to be better off and both of you are probably going to grow through it yeah maybe one thing to to add to that would be to approach maybe a criticism with a question pastor why why are we why why haven't we heard from the old testament because that assumes that there there could be an answer um and that you're you're not trying to impose your will pastor we need to preach from the old testament but you're saying pastor what's the, what's the reason for for yeah. this 
Um, now, even a question like that can be perceived the wrong way. But, <laughs> yeah, but. I think of uh, I think of the office where uh, <laughs> um, Ryan, you know, is the boss, and he he says, "Are there any questions?" And his ex girlfriend, who's in there, says, "Yeah, I have a question. How dare you?" <laughs> so, so that's that's kind of the type of question that some people can come into the yeah. pastor with. Yeah, I have a question. How dare you, yeah. pastor? You know, it's like <laughs> that's not what that's I'm a rhetorical to say. question. Uh, what Zach is referring to are real questions of uh, yeah. exploring answers and then getting in, gaining information. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing I, I thought of as I was thinking through how to give good feedback uh, was coming up with, before you give your feedback, coming up with a reason why your feedback is important and why it's worthwhile to express yeah, your feedback. That's important. Um, so if you see, oh, somebody really has a gift and I want to encourage this gift, then then go and tell them um go and give go and give them that encouragement if you see a problem happening or something that your pastor said or did that you uh weren't a fan of and you have issues with um think through how maybe your telling them might help actually serve the 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 positive benefit of the whole church and explain to them your motivations for why you're expressing what you're expressing. And as you're sifting through this, you will have to do some of your own soul searching. What are my reasons? Are my reasons just to to get my way? Um, are my reasons to show off my my own knowledge to my pastor, to sort of put him in his place? Uh, what what are your motivations here? So do some sifting, and, and if you have yeah. good motivations and you can do so in good conscience, explain to your pastor, Pastor, I think your sermons are going too long, hmm. and I think your sermons are going too long, and this is actually having a, a negative impact on our church. People are not paying attention as much. They're getting lost after, we'll say, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, people aren't paying attention, and I'm noticing from my place in the pew that people are falling asleep, and so my criticism to you would be, your sermons are too long. Maybe you need to shorten your sermons. And this, I think, will serve the positive impact of the church. Now that this allows then the pastor to, to say, I disagree, and here's why. Yeah, yeah. So that can get you into a helpful conversation. Um, so that, so, but if you exp- express that my hope is for our church to be blessed by shorter sermons that are more impactful, hmm. you can at least then allow your pastor to have a counter argument, and that can... I think get into good conversation and and you will also show your pastor that you actually do care about the ministry yeah. that the church is doing and you yeah. want to see the church uh, functioning well and so that gives you common ground because both the pastor and the layperson in this scenario want to see what's best for the church taking mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. and so then the discussion becomes how to how to work towards that in the best and most fruitful way yeah that there are certain conversations like the sermons are too long Mm -hmm. i would say um evaluate the relationship that you have with your pastor um and consider if that relationship would allow for a pretty broad sweeping criticism 
like the sermons are too long. I mean, um, because that that does seem specific, and I know that this is the reason that I, I want to point on this one for a little bit. It's a pretty common criticism. Yeah. It's one that my sister has in her church. Uh, they really struggle hmm. with their pastor in this regard. Um, and um, and so if, if you have a, a pretty close relationship with the pastor, um, being a pretty good friend, um, being able to go have lunch every once in a while, and over the course of that relationship can say, Pastor, I, I do have to be honest. I think they could be shorter. You could tighten things up. Like uh, with it, should could maybe come some positive, mm-hmm. like um, suggestions for how to, uh, like uh, like in in my sister's case, it's uh, every sermon concludes with a ten minute presentation of the gospel. Hmm. And it's a fairly rote gospel presentation, yeah. and so there's like the sermon, and then there's the the 10 minute gospel presentation at the end of it. And it just feels really stale and everyone knows what's coming at the end. And and so hmm. uh, that, that would be a case where, where this, this person could go and say, it, you know, if they've got a pretty good relationship, say, I, you know, I think maybe you could weave that in to the, to the sermon a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and uh, we know that the gospel is important to you, pastor. We love that about you. We love that we hear the gospel every week. And, uh, could we maybe do X, Y, and Z a little bit differently? Mm-hmm. On the other side, I do. I would say that evaluating your relationship to the pastor should be done um, not, 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 not that it would just cause people to absolutely withhold criticism, but I might suggest maybe going through an elder hmm. or through somebody who is an authority to perhaps yeah. make a. Uh, some constructive criticism like that. That happened recently in our church where hmm. um, yeah. I somebody sort of wondered about how we were going to go about creating a new vision statement, and they, they didn't really like the method that we were going to use, and so um, talked with an elder hmm. who is a, a pretty close friend of mine, and um, the elder brought this to elders the elders' meeting and said, yeah, I think there's a lot of warrant in this, and then I could really hear it pretty well. Yeah. Instead of just, um, I, I might have dismissed it if it was from uh, this other person who, uh, you know, I'm not just not very close with, mm-hmm. and it was it was a, it was yeah. a good criticism though. And the elder, I'm it was guessing, filtered through in a good way. Yeah, I don't know exactly the whole story here, and I work for the church, but <laughs> the elder, I'm guessing, wasn't directly involved either with the right. process for making it. So they were sort of like, I'm an indifferent yeah. hearer of this criticism. And now I can just bring this forward as an elder. It's my duty to do so. And so then it can be actually received in a very objective way yeah, yeah. Uh, by the rest of the council and by you as well. And so yeah, using to, the proper channels yeah, and just yeah. trusting those channels to work, um, we may you may not always get what you want. <laughs> That's not a promise. Uh, but just saying, hey, I have an issue with this and talking to your elder um, – that, that actually, that's a very wise way of doing that, and just entrusting that to to be heard if it needs to be heard, and mm-hmm. if, if it doesn't need to be addressed, just trust that there there could be reasons for for why your elder uh, either didn't express it or they did express it, and nobody yeah. thought it was it was worth changing. Yeah, the big one there could be like visiting. So mm-hmm. if some few people feel like they're not getting visited enough by the pastor, yeah. Um, that could be kind of a helpful 
avenue, a way to go is to, to talk to your elder or the el- an elder in the church and say, Pastor, I'm a little bit concerned. Um, I was in the hospital for a while and I was never visited. It didn't really seem like people at the church cared. And hmm. and I, I just don't know if you're aware of that. And then that elder could come and, and that elder might take responsibility and say, I'm sorry I didn't visit you. So there's more yeah. than just the pastor that's sort of culpable for that issue. I know that that's a, another common one that, that people struggle with in their churches. And so hmm. using the channels that are set up for your care is is a good way to think about um, mm-hmm. criticisms and as well. Uh, one that I would want to add too is that people should ask if an offense is a regularly repeated thing. Yeah, I, I, I do <laughs> think that it's possible in the church. This is unfortunate that it happens that people jump on the pastor when one thing goes wrong. Like um, now, it depends on how important that thing is. I, I've been at a church before where the pastor forgot that there was a baptism that day and it wasn't in the order of worship Mm -hmm. and that's a pretty big deal so like there there should have been a a pretty decent amount of constructive criticism coming about that Hmm. and so if it's a really big deal and it happens one time yeah there might be still a need for a uh a a good long conversation but if it's a a fairly minor thing Hmm. um uh, I'll give another uh, example. Uh, I said um, when offering communion uh, several months ago, take, eat, remember, and believe the body of Christ was given for the complete forgiveness of all your sin. So I said your instead of our. Now I think I just mm. made the mistake that time. I think typically I will <laughs> say our sin, but I got an email from somebody who doesn't even come to our church but was watching the live stream mm. and said I improperly instituted communion on that day because I said your sin and the person said don't you think Jesus needs to forgive your sin do you think you're perfect oh, gosh. and I'm and I'm like <laughs> okay well first of all this isn't even a regular thing that happens and there's some wild speculation involved there um, yeah and uh, and so ask is this a regular occurring yeah. offense um, another one that I've heard of is the youth pastor thankfully ours doesn't do this uh, preaches in just clothes that are really shoddy and d- don't look nice mm-hmm. and um, and is, uses a lot of slang terms in the sermons. Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't just happen one time, but every time the youth pastor gets up there, people kind of get offended in various mm-hmm. ways. So that's mm-hmm. a regular occurrence, and somebody could say, yeah, this this we should probably think about and look at. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm glad that doesn't happen in our church with our youth pastor, so <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I come dressed to the nines, but <laughs> no, I try not good. to not to really stand out. That's my general yeah. rule. Of thumb. <laughs> if you want want to hear more on that, go back to our modesty episode <laughs> yeah, or the um, youth, youth ministry one. <laughs> yeah. But I think that about covers yeah. the 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 main general points that we wanted to get to in all of this. Um, we we don't want to as Christians we don't we don't just want to be known for our complaints and for our critical spirit, of course. Uh, but it is incumbent upon us all to sense our responsibility for the well-being of our churches. And so we, we think that feedback is not only a helpful thing, mm-hmm. but a necessary thing in the life of the church. And so this is an encouragement to anybody listening to this to think through what your feedback may be for your church. Maybe you really just don't have any. You just really appreciate it all. Then just 
be appreciative, show gratitude to your leaders. Um, Hebrews thirteen seven, which is a famous verse that many of us have heard before, says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. And so we want our leaders in that case, if, if things are going well at our church, we want our leaders to be doing it with joy and not with groaning, not mm. not uh, feeling like they are always constantly doing things wrong, not always in fear that somebody's going to going to critique them. We want them to to be joyful in what they're doing um, because we know that yeah. this will be a, an advantage to the church. Mm. And so be encouraging. But if you have honest feedback and honest criticism, really consider what your reasons are in, in feeling that way uh, and give a thoughtful, specific answer. That would be sort of to summar- sum yeah. up uh, a lot of what we said. Uh, because and, and be patient too. I think that's I, so key yeah, that right after the sermon is probably not great. During the sermon, even worse, which we experienced at our church recently. Yeah. Um, be patient. Come yeah. to the pastor Tuesday, Wednesday, after things have settled a little, and you know have a good talk about something that's on your mind. Yeah, yeah. Let let things let the dust settle. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Before you come in and and give feedback, often that is the best way. There there may be times to stand up during yeah. the sermon. Yeah. The sermon, and actually say something. Uh, well, that would be, I think, quite rare. Um, so anyways we thank you for listening we encourage you all to like share subscribe and if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share with us maybe some feedback positive or negative we would love to hear it Uh, and so we we love you guys and we uh, thank you for listening all right have a good week grace and peace you guys